This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, September 9th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who has obtained a copy of the official BYU application to the Big 12, Jerem Jordan. A lot of people have had questions about what this application looks like, what was in it. We have acquired this and now show it to you. It's just two photos. It's Taysom Hill jumping over Texas in 2014, and it's McKay Jacobson scoring the game-winning touchdown against Oklahoma. This is what BYU submitted to the league unofficially. And uh, this is all, all that was required. You beat the top two teams, or are they the top two teams, Texas? Well, ex-members in a couple of years, still current members. Okay. Could be fellow members with BYU until 2025. Feels like they will. When you're or at four least and, a year. When you're 4-1 combined against Texas and Oklahoma, and you have pictures like that, what else is needed? It might even be five and one. Like it's it's good. Which, uh, by the way, I know we put out a, a tweet this morning for the question of the day that had the red Big Twelve logo. We just put out the blue one. If you're upset, and I was one of those people that was upset. No, make it blue. No red this week. No red this week. Do we need to purge the set real quick? Let's do it right now. No red. No red on the set. No red on the set. Okay, okay. Jerem is he is literally purging anything that has red on the set. This was suggested to us yesterday. By one of our beloved followers as well on Twitter. Spuddy Buddy's gone. He's not. He's not even related to Utah in any. But hey, we're not messing around. There's is there red thread anywhere else, Jeremy? Okay, Deli Gnome is out. This is impromptu, by the way. We did not plan for this. Jeremy's feeling strongly about this. Okay. Here comes the volleyball. There's red on the volleyball. Get rid of the volleyball. I think we're good. If anybody else sees anything that has red on it, you let us know. These game notes. These game notes have the Utah logo on them. See ya. Gone. Okay? That's how serious we are here. Get rid of the red. No red. It is done. We are all blue. No red. In Studio B. All right, man. Feeling better now? I do feel better. Mojo yeah. good? Yeah, I feel great. I'm about to make your life better. The tallies we- are red. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, no, no, no. No, we're going to call that uh, like a blood orange. Uh, okay? A tiger's blood, yeah. Blood orange. It's not crimson. For the tally lights. It's not on the set. Okay? Yeah, I'm feeling better. see it on TV. My, my kid comes home yesterday, pants inside out, naturally. He's three. Mm-hmm. Sp- Spider-Man. Sure. Blue and red. And I, I seriously no, no tell Spider-Man? my wife, hey, what's up with this? You know what week it is. No red? No <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> red? And you're a big Marvel guy. You love Spider-Man. What? Just not this week. What? what are we doing? Wow. What are we doing? All right, the mojo's good. We're all cleaned up, and I'm about to make your life better because we have a loaded Thursday show lineup. It is Big 12 Invitation Eve. At least that's what every major sports <laughs> media outlet is reporting. If an invitation is a foregone conclusion, what's the next big question you all have? National College Football writer Stuart Mandel for The Athletic will join us live to discuss... Those big questions, plus what would the divisions look like in a revamped Big 12? Mm. And don't miss former NFL and BYU linebacker Brian Keel with his pep talk 
before BYU tries to end the streak in Provo against Utah. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Applications are in for Big 12 inclusion from the four schools reported to be joining, according to multiple sources. Jay Drew of the Deseret News adds this. BYU source confirmed to the Deseret News Wednesday night that the school completed the application process. And BYU officials are confident that the Cougars will be voted in. For more on the story, let's go to the Big 12 Update Center. College football conference expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. Yahoo Sports' Pete Bell reports Big 12 presidents will hold an official vote tomorrow morning to invite BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. This vote is, quote, by a source largely considered a formality. This quote from Jason Shepard. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's all the quote we need. Which, by the way, Shep just texted us and said, you have red on your sleeve with the USA, so I think you need to do the show shirtless. Do I need? Well, I can't do that. <laughs> do I need to change my shirt? So, someone bring me a new shirt. It's tough because it's USA, but it's red. That's it. Hey, yeah. September 11th, there's the tie-in. The well, and the U.S. Ex- beat Honduras last night 4-1. Yes. World Cup qualifying. That That played into why. Are we making this. that an exception? Because it's the United States and the game against Utah is on September 11th. They were honoring the country. Is this the only exception? It's not on the set. It's on a person. I really want you to lose the shirt and just do it. Just shirts and skins. That would be the take first it up time with, uh, the higher ups, ever Jerem. do that. Take it up with the higher ups. With God? Nobody wants to see this frame after it lost 16 pounds. Come on now. Still look good. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's Big 12 invitation. Shep, if you feel so strong about it, bring me a new shirt. You Go come to the in, BYU store. You come in shirtless. Get shirt me list. a shirt. I wear a medium. Let's go. I got a polo in my office. Someone go get it. BYU graduate transfer receiver Samson Nakua revealing yesterday he's healthy and ready to roll against his former team. Listen to this. I'm expecting to play every week, honestly. It's always up to the coaches if uh, they feel like I'm ready to. Uh, I know I've had a lot of minor issues in the past, but um, I feel 100%. I've been going uh, all week this week, uh, and uh, I'm just ready to rock. And Whenever they call my number, I'm just ready to play for them. You cannot deny this man the opportunity to play against his former team. He's not missing this game. Fun conversation with him yesterday that we'll air tomorrow on the show. Zach Wilson and Fred Warner named captains for the Jets and Niners, respectively. This is Warner's third straight year as a defensive captain, and Zach Wilson, yes, is a captain. That whole pre-draft thing is dead and dumb. How cool is that? Corey Davis, his top receiver, says, look, he's not a rookie. He's he's different. He's ready to lead. I love that. Love it. Rivalry week for number 22 BYU women's soccer as well. And the Cougars visit Utah tonight in Salt Lake City. Cougars hoping to keep momentum rolling after a 7-0 blowout win against Marquette. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A Big 12 brotherhood is set to begin. At this point, again I ask, which major sports outlet isn't reporting that BYU, along with Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF, will join the Big 12 Conference officially and formally as of Friday. So let's be very forthright. BYU into the Big 12 feels like a done deal. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, what is the next big question of BYU to the Big 12 for you? There are three. What year is BYU in? What do the divisions look like? Texas and Oklahoma are in for now. But if it's 23, are they still in? We'll see. And then hoops, uh, just 
celebrating how awesome hoops will be. I, I mentioned, talked to someone who said they crunched the Ken Palm numbers and, hey, best uh, best basketball league in America. So what year? I imagine it won't be next year. I know everyone wants it to be next year, but BYU in its contracts, it looks like typically in the future football games has a 12-month situation where if BYU joins a league, they'll let them know, and if it's within 12 months of the game, that they would have to pay out for said game. So in theory, it'd only be like, what, week one next year? But I, I'm guessing that it's for 23. We'll see. Those are what some of the national reports say. And then with divisions, I know you put out a, a speculative uh, division look. I really like it. Um, and, and in fact, let's walk over that. I, I think uh, those divisions are good. I frankly don't really care what the division split is. So here's what we'd have. This is what you, you put out. BYU, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Houston. And then the other division, West or East, whatever they're going to call them. I was hoping it would be leaders and legends, but that's just me. Uh, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF. So you get two newbies in each one. Um, It's pretty geographical. I think that's great. I I really like this. Um, I I think that's going to work. And 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 then hoops, of course. It's going to be the best league in America. So... I, yeah, it, it's it's those questions. It's not if people, it's when. And when is tomorrow, it sounds like. So this is super exciting. And uh, those are my questions. There are many other questions to be had, but those are my main questions. Sure, yeah. And let's discuss a little bit more about which year BYU will be fully integrated. I'm with you. I think 2022 is a little ambitious. It would be fun. It's a little quick. Okay? It would be fun. Yeah. But I don't think it has to be that crazy and that fast-forwarded. BYU can take some time, really settle in. And even if BYU goes in 2023 and Oklahoma and Texas decide, hey, we're not leaving until 2025, that's still two full years with 14 teams in the conference. One of the questions I have is with the AAC exceptions or stipulations, they're required to give 27 months notice and pay a $10 million exit fee. What can they do to try and expedite that? Because – I would imagine the Big 12 is like, hey, if BYU's coming in in 2023 as you know, a free agent, then how do we get the other three teams in? How much more would they have to pay? What will the AAC settle on? You trade Kansas State and a second-round pick. <laughs> and, or, and a okay. player to be named later. Yeah, what happens? Because UConn, looking at uh, the recent past, paid $17 million to expedite their exit from the AAC. Is that a similar number for Cincinnati, yeah, UCF, and Houston? I don't know. Or do they come later? Do those three teams come in in 2024 because they have to let the full 27 months play out? I'll be bummed if BYU's not in by 23. Sure. I, it'd be like, oh, 24? What? I, 2023 feels like yeah. the year. I don't think yeah. it's going to be any later than that for BYU specifically. But will the other three teams pay more? Will they work through the stipulations? Will they come to a compromise with the AAC mm-hmm. to get in the same year? As BYU. Together. Then it would be a 14-team conference if Oklahoma and Texas do what they say they're going to do and stay through 2025 because they don't want to pay an $80 million per school exit fee. And it'd be through 24 fall, 25 spring. So it'd be, you know, three more after this year football seasons, which could be really interesting. And and then when when you talk about the divisions, too, it's interesting because anticipated that, okay, if it is seven in each division, you're playing... Those other six plus two from the other division. So BYU's not playing West Virginia, except for once every you know 
six years or whatever, right? Or every four. It would be every four years. Yeah. Well, if it's six, you're going – you're only two per year. So it's every three – it would be every three. But I mean, like, you, what if it's in Morgantown first? You may not play West Virginia for five or six years. Am I it, – It'll get weird with OU and, and Texas leaving when they leave and whatever. But it's super exciting. I cannot wait to dig in on the Big 12 more where it's like, all right, now we have this thing we haven't had in a decade, which is conference affiliation, conference pride, everyone getting their bumper sticker, we joke or whatever. Oh, looks like we're making an ad- Oh, wow. An ad- okay, we're going to put some well, well, there you go. gaff tape over right. the, red the red by the Ben Bagley. The red has been taken producer. care of. Okay, which is awesome. They're okay. making an exception for the no Big concerns. 12 logo on the screen. I don't need a new that's shirt. There's some gaff tape. There's some gaff tape. I like that solution. Cover it up. I really do. Uh, is the logo on the screen right now? I, is, that, is that orange? No, or is that red? No, that's red. But we don't have an alternate in time to uh, <laughs> upload, so we're fine. Do we need to purge the graphics on the show? <laughs> Today and tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. The divisions. Yeah, I speculated and on it. They a, just took it off. <laughs> it, it took off. Well They're done. Like, enough. Well done. Technical director. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the divisions. I received a little bit of flack because people perceived that the Big 12 West division that I had, which has BYU, all four Texas schools remaining, and Oklahoma State in as the power division, and that the Big 12 East would be a cakewalk. So... What's interesting? They took the big trouble. Logo's back. No red on it. Okay, or sorry, the graphics back. No red on it. The Big Twelve East right now, yes, has number eight Cincinnati and number ten Iowa State in it. Yes, in a couple of years, Cincinnati won't be a top ten team anymore. They're not going to hold that forever. Because you think their coach is going to leave? Well, d- d- just Luke Fickle. It's hard to hold top ten for. Okay. Like five years. What about Iowa State, though? They're, they're a team that's been ranked in each of the last five years. Matt Campbell's going to be gone, probably. Okay. Yeah. Point is, in a couple years. we don't know what these programs USA. are going to be in three to four years. Yep. And how the divisions are going to be. Oh, it's going to be a cakewalk. There's no way of knowing that. Yeah. Is UCF going to become a power now that they're in the Big 12? What if UCF's way better? What yeah. if they recruit the heck out of Florida now that they're a Power 5 school? And they become dominant. I, I see where the West is probably going to be tougher than the East, but uh, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to be that picky after all this time of wanting to be in a Power Five. I'm not going to get picky now that BYU is going to be in one. I'm just going to enjoy this. And then later we'll find things to complain about. But right now, let's just enjoy this. For sure. Yeah. I know a number of you have asked, what does this do to BYU TV? If BYU gets into the Big 12, we'll what happens? We'll Does BYU Sports Nation go away? Do BYU Sports go away? Well, right now the Big 12 uses ESPN3 or watch ESPN for their third-tier rights. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll be here. Don't worry. BYU TV's not going We'll anywhere. get it all figured out. Not going anywhere. All right, our question of the day. The church is like, nah, we're done. <laughs> You've heard some no. of our big questions. No. With the reports clearly pointing to BYU joining the Big 12 tomorrow, what is the next big question pertaining to BYU and the Big 12 for you? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Brandon Jensen answers on Twitter. How will the future game schedules currently under contract be dealt with? Jeremy touched on that lightly. Mm-hmm. This is a thing where, they, listen, they'll figure it out. BYU is going to have to decide. Yeah, what, another question. What kind of schedule do we want? I agree with what Utah does, which is we're going to play BYU, 
then we're going to play an, uh, an FBS we can win, like and a then G5? one FCS. Yes. Yes. A G5 specifically. Yes. Because you're going to play a tough conference schedule. I agree with that. Yeah. And which non-conference games that BYU already has scheduled? Do they keep? You know, anywhere from one to eight years into the and, future, which ones do they keep? And will the dates line up? Because now the league is dictating when your non-conference dates are and when your buys are, right? Does BYU keep so playing Boise make, State every year? I would does, say no. Does the game with Utah State go away? Maybe it's one year it's Utah State, the next year it's Boise State. Maybe there's a rotation. I would not there. want Utah and Boise State on the schedule with the Big 12 schedule. I just, I just don't. If you're trying to win the league, you're trying to get the best bowl game you can, why? There's no point anymore. You really are becoming a Utah mentality, aren't you? No, it's a Power 5 mentality. I'm kidding. It's, they, I'm kidding. It's not theirs. It's the, pow, the Power 5 mentality. Yes, this ain't USC or Oregon or Alabama. Have right? you bought your Big 12 sticker yet, Jeremy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm getting a tattoo. <laughs> Coming up, what can you expect from Rivalry Game Day, the experience around and in the stadium? And National College football writer and insider Stuart Mandel joins us next. What can BYU expect after the Big 12 announcement? What are his big questions? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Countdown to kickoff is two hours, starting at 8 Eastern time. Coming up, uh, two hours and uh, 15 minutes, actually. Uh, coming up Saturday, BYU and Utah will get you ready as Jaron Hall and Los Cugadores play the youth. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It feels like Big 12 Invitation Eve for BYU football. It is. Let's go. Is it a new holiday for all of Cougar athletes? Tomorrow will be. You bet it will. We'll remember September 10th, 2021, yeah. Joining us now to discuss BYU to the Big 12 and what it really means for the Cougars and the rest of the revamped Big 12 conference is national writer for The Athletic, one of the great college football insiders, Stuart Mandel. Stuart, welcome back to the show. How has this week been for you covering this Big 12 bonanza? Guys, I'm so excited because, selfishly, because I've been coming on your show and other shows in that area for 10 years, and every time I get asked, is, is, this, is BYU going to be able to get into the conference? And now it's happening. We can put that to bed once and for all. Well, Stuart, it was great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on the shit. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> so, obviously, this is massive news for BYU um, and the Big 12. I think when Oakland, and I'd like to personally thank the SEC for this, you know, all this, these dominoes. Yeah. But, <laughs> right? But Oklahoma and Texas leave. Big 12, there's question, are they going to get plucked? They stick together. They decide to expand. It feels like it's pretty obvious that, yes, that's a power league. They're getting some of the best of the rest. There are a couple teams that wish they were kind of in the mix, right? And maybe the Big 12 still expands with Boise State and Memphis or something. Who knows? But how do you feel about the Big 12 as constituted with those four additional teams? I think it's the best possible outcome. Like you said, at, the, at, the, at first, everybody was panicking. And we didn't know if, if, I mean, at one point, right, Bob Bowlesby accused ESPN of trying to, uh, you know, poach their schools for the AAC and ended up being the other way around. Um, these are the four schools I would have picked if, you, if, if, in fact, people did ask what four, four schools. And I said these four. And, you know, obviously all very strong for different reasons. Um, people are very hung up on, is this still a power conference? Uh, you know, I guess my answer would be, what is that? How do we measure that? Because... Even before you put the four new schools in, the other eight are stacking up quite favorably right now with the Pac-12 on the field. 
and the ACC outside of Clemson. And that's really what it comes down to. This conference can be a strong conference top to bottom, but can one of those 12 programs, which don't necessarily recruit top 25 classes, which are more developmental programs, become their Clemson, their Alabama, um, their Ohio State. I have my doubts about that part of it. So if you're talking, it's going to be a very strong football conference. Is it going to produce national championship contenders? That remains to be seen. Stuart Mandel is with us on BYU Sports Nation. One of our big questions is, when should we expect full integration from BYU and the other three AAC schools into the Big 12? Could this happen as early as 2022 for BYU? Or are all four schools going to unite together and go in 2023? What do you think? I think it's all up in the air and all being it's all going to be negotiated. The goal is 2023, uh, but technically – the AAC schools have to give 27 months notice, which would, would put that out of, out of reach. But all of these things are negotiable. With BYU, and I guess I would throw it back to you guys on this one, because they're an independent, they have so many contracts already for future games. And how, how realistically, how quickly can they unwind all of that? Because they're only going to have room for you know three non-conference games a year. Yeah, there are clauses that BYU put in anticipating the possibility of this that make it so BYU doesn't even have to pay out to the other team in in most, if not all, instances. So uh, I think there's a 12-month clause in there, so I'd imagine BYU will play as an independent next year so they don't have to pay those out, although we're only two weeks into the season. In theory, they could pay the two (laughs) people out. Notre Dame's anticipated to be a game in Vegas. That's a big one regardless. So I'm thinking 23. We're thinking 23 is is probably – the way for BYU to go since it's single and ready to mingle, unlike the AC teams who have to buy their way out in 27 months and all that, right? So it, it's going to be it's interesting. Very important, yeah. It's yeah. very important for the Big 12 to get this up and running because of the TV deal that's coming up. You want to be able to show those TV partners, this is our new product, and hey, look, it's pretty good. Um, the Texas OU part of it is the part we just can't figure out. Um, are they really going to be bound and, and stay and you're actually going to have a 14-team league for a couple of years. I know the Big 12, that's what they want. I don't think Texas and OU want that. I think they want to figure out how to get out of there sooner, uh, but it could cost a heck of a lot of money to do that. Yeah, and in, in your opinion, Stuart, would it be good for college sports in general to have Oklahoma and Texas in kind of a weird divorced house stay through 2025? Would it make it more compelling, or would it just make it more of a distraction? You know, I think that's a great question. You know, Andy Staples, my colleague, wrote this yesterday. I hadn't thought about it. With all of the expansion that's happened in this century, nobody has ever stayed as a lame duck in their conference for more than one year. And so we're talking about four. And I think you used a good word in distraction. I don't know if it's a distraction to the rest of the public, but internally, do you really want to be dealing with these dynamics where, you know, technically OU and Texas have a vote on Friday, right, on on the new members, even though they're the reasons why they have to do this in the first place. And those ADs are going to keep coming to conference meetings for another four years. And I keep saying uh, what's going to really accelerate it is when OU and Texas see how hostile it's going to be when they go into other stadiums this year. It, it could get really ugly. So, you know, I think it's best that you hit reset and say, uh, this is our new conference. This is what we're going to look like going forward, even though that means you're you know, losing your, your two big uh, national brands. 
We'll see how long it takes for BYU to be a full member with payment or whatever. I don't, I don't really care. I just want BYU in the Big 12. They'll figure that out, right? Uh, we saw it with Utah when they were integrated into the Pac-12. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, by the way, there's a game with Utah Saturday, which has been put on the back burner in the weirdest way possible. Uh, BYU is trying to avoid a record 10th straight loss to Utah. Neither team has won 10 in a row ever in the series. So what do you think of the matchup between these two teams this Saturday? I'm looking forward to it. These games are these these games are always awesome. It, it stinks that they didn't play last year. Um, it's really hard to. Uh, we saw BYU play a full season last year. We saw Utah play five games. We saw Utah play an opener against opponent that's not very. Uh, you can't really gauge them against very much. BYU played a Pac-12 team, so you know I I lean toward the Utes, and it's it's mostly just because. Um, maybe Jaron Hall goes on to have a great career there, but I've seen four years of Charlie Brewer. I know what he's capable of. Um, and he's got a lot of, uh, experience around him, whereas obviously BYU is breaking in a lot of new starters, but you know, that cliche throw out the records. Um, you know, I would also say throw out the, the app on preseason previews for this game because, <laughs> you know, there've been many years where, where this game didn't necessarily reflect, you know, what those teams went on to do that season. Stuart Mandel is with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Utah Utes play in Salt Lake County. They jokingly call it, or maybe seriously call it, Pac-12 country now. Apparently, Utah County, where BYU plays, is going to become Big 12 country. Do you think that this will enhance the rivalry now that BYU is seemingly a Power 5 school? Or, again, is it, is it already enough of a rivalry? I mean, it's all right. I always tell people it's the most intense rivalry that just doesn't get enough attention you know it's not obviously it doesn't get the national attention of the iron bowl or ohio state michigan or whatnot but man those fans go at each other (laughs) and and it's a good question because a lot of that over the last decade has been whatever you however you want to call it jealousy resentment utah fans you know sticking it in their their face that they're a power conference school and and uh and byu is not i just think it'll be good for the rivalry because i think this is going to improve recruiting for byu and you know that they would should uh, become, you shouldn't have 10 game losing streaks when you're able to recruit at the level they will. Um, so yeah, I think it, it's good for college football. Um, I think it's great that BYU, who I've always said is a power five school without the power five affiliation, um, won't have that, that stigma, if you will, anymore. Um, and by the way, underrated aspect of all this coming in 2023, we hope big 12 after dark. Right. Yep. Yes. BYU is going to help get some of those Big 12 games in that 10 p.m. Eastern window. Oh yeah, 10:26 specifically. We're <laughs> we're so used to these these late starts kill us, man. We got church at 9 a.m. the next morning sometimes. Little kids, what's going on, man? Yeah. Um. Any any big takeaways from Week One of college football? Yeah, I mean, I think of all the games, the most impactful was UCLA LSU. Uh, we saw the Chip Kelly, Oregon rushing game that we used to see at Oregon. And uh, it just, it, he just seemed confident and happy again. And, and, you know, given the, how the rest of the PAC 12 struggled uh, really gives you some, some reason to think they can really contend in that conference. And then obviously exact opposite for LSU. Um, sometimes these week one results are misleading, but uh, I expected better, uh, especially from their defense. So um, it, it has you, you know, rethinking predictions and directions for those two teams. Stuart, we say it every time and we mean it every time. 
We love the athletic, the content there. We go there every day. Love your Audible podcast. For those that might be new to all of this, how do they find more of your fantastic content? Just go to The Athletic, and I would highly recommend it right now, theathletic.com, because it's a, everything's 50% off, uh, which is $2.99 a month. Um, I mean, especially if you've been following realignment and you've been doing it without The Athletic, I, I feel bad for you. Because <laughs> Max, Max Olsen has been breaking everything on the Big 12 expansion front and, and our whole team as well. Uh, but it's not just expansion. Obviously, we cover the games, and hopefully people enjoy that. And by the way, we also have every other major sport covered. So theathletic.com. Yes, sir. Great resource. Great website. Thanks for hanging out with us, Stuart, during such a big week. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. BYU to the Big 12. See, now that we've talked to Stuart Mandel, he's been our guy. We've asked, like he said, we've asked him. A million times. What's going to happen? Is there a chance BYU gets into Power 5 Conference? A million times. I'm so glad that we got to talk to him. Finally. On Big 12 Invite Eve. Yes. Might just bring him on tomorrow to be like, we did it. Thanks. Yeah, we Bye. did it. Woo! Coming up, a Rivalry Week interview with Brian Keel. And what will ESPN specifically be calling the Rivalry game this weekend? Because that old moniker apparently has gone the wayside. Details next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. What's your favorite social media post about the BYU-Utah rivalry? There are a lot of funny ones, but they likely won't compare to the latest BYU Sports Nation right now. Check it out on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube accounts. BYUSN rolls on to interact with the show and get great content throughout the day. Yes, get involved with social media, as Jaron was just alluding to. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. I am so excited for what's coming up tomorrow. We talked about some of the potential Big 12 divisions. We'll see. We don't know. I don't even know if we'll know that tomorrow. I don't need that answer right away um, because uh, in those divisions, we have not included Texas and Oklahoma, by the way. So they may be tweaked with that uh, based on when they leave the Big 12. All right. Uh, Understandably, we have a lot going on this week and certainly this Saturday – So to discuss what's going to happen before and during the game, we will be joined by David Almodova in just a few moments, but not before we whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Reportedly, ESPN sent a memo to employees yesterday, although I checked with one ESPN employee, he hadn't received it himself, encouraging them to not use the term holy war for the BYU vs. Utah football game. We don't use it. BYU doesn't want... It used, so we don't use it here. But so, what should the new rivalry game name be? The Beehive Battle. I had Beehive Brawl. Okay, I like that. Um, another another one, the in-state game. The in-state game <laughs> just might have to be the ratified one. Thank you, Kyle Whittingham. The I-15 Bowl. Ah, yes, the in-state game. Uh, the I-15 Bowl. Uh, school of the Quarterbacks versus School of the Prophets. Ooh, <laughs> we don't like to admit that, but that's what it is. Yeah, I like the, I like the Beehive Brawl or the alliteration of Beehive Battle. Brawl might not be one. They I know want. that they have the Beehive Boot given to yes. the team that is the most successful well, within the state. I think the Beehive Battle is Weber State Southern Utah. Oh, is it? Yeah, I read that. I didn't know that this morning, but I think that's what they call. Well, it. Well, thanks, Weber State and or, Southern Utah. Or BYU and Utah just step on that. Yeah, we're calling it. That. How about the game? That's they have, Stanford Cal. They, yeah, that's true. Or, or there's the big game. No, there's just the game. The, like the game. Yeah. The game. Yeah, we need we need we'll some help. Let's figure it out. We need some what help. You, with this. Maybe think? it's the in-state game. 
The in-state game is hilarious. The in-state games. Okay, when when Kyle Whittingham said that, I hated that. But now BYU is going to join the Big 12, and I kind of appreciate it. I kind of love it. It's hilarious. Because we have that mindset now. (laughs) All right, for now, the in-state game. We're taking submissions. The not-holy war. The unholy war. (laughs) I know that I have no... OG, Christians, Muslims, complicated. Yes. All right, Jerem. On to the next. The three-man weave blog released its top 100 players in college basketball and has Alex Barcelo at number 19. Will Alex Barcelo be a top 20 player in the nation this year? No, uh, but it'll be a top 100 guy. He's a good player. Top 20 is a stretch, Uh, but top 50 maybe? Top 100? Think about this. If Alex Barcelo is indeed a top 20 college basketball player in the nation, He'll then be, he's going to be drafted. Right. And I I personally think it'll be a stretch to have him drafted. But I think he'll have a very successful professional career. It's a nice nod for sure. But 19th. Wow. That Like, who else is projecting Alex Barcelo to be drafted? Well, we're grabbing a random blog. So that there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we love Alex. He's going to be awesome. I would love for him to be a top 20 player. Let's do it, bro. Let's go. All right. Now, we are pleased to welcome in Associate Athletic Director and Director of Marketing and Promotions at BYU Athletics, David Almodova, who joins us to preview a massive weekend. David. What's up, D? I'm sure the emotions are high. It's buzzing over there in the Student Athletic Building. How are you feeling right now? Feeling awesome. Understand Hey, we're good, man. Hey, by saying feeling mm-hmm. awesome, you don't you you can't say it, but I know why you're feeling awesome because tomorrow's going to be fun. You can't even you can't even make a face back to us about that, but that's okay. So what's what's planned? Because right? Aloha Fridays tomorrow. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's going to be an Aloha to the Big Twelve too. Uh, what is in and around <laughs> the BYU Utah game that is certainly special this year as we gather back together for the first time and on nine eleven. Yeah, so we'll have Cougar Canyons back, so we're excited for that. We'll have a few 9-11 uh, things going on Cougar Canyon. We'll have our Cougar Walk back, so we'd love fans to greet our team as they come to LaBelle Stadium on Saturday. So Cougar Canyon from 4.30 to 7.30, Cougar Walk will be at 6. Um, and then when we get into the pregame, uh, we're going to have a pregame 9-11 little ceremony uh, with some bagpipes and Scottish band, so they'll be there. We'll have a live anthem singer, um, Jordan Young, who was a part of The Voice this past season. He was on Blake Shelton's team. So Utah native, currently lives in Austin. He'll be doing the anthem. And we've got quite a few American flags that will be draped around our venue. So we'll have American flags going up in the end zone. We'll have a 60-yard flag on the field. And we'll have an American flag that will be hanging in Preble Canyon. And so excited for that. Um, And then we will have our team as they do their run out. We'll have uh, they'll run out thirteen American flags in honor of those soldiers that were killed in Afghanistan. In Kabul. Amazing! Mm. So a lot going on. Um, we're excited. Been a very busy week or very busy last few months. Let's just say that. You know, and we'll also have a flyover. Oh man! Oh, oh Dave, well, Dave McCann has been uh, excited as he always is. We Everybody. can't forget the patriotic flyover. I love it. I mean, twenty year anniversary right. of nine eleven. I'm fascinated by the tower run. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with it. Walk us through the details of the tower run, where it's going to be, and how they get involved. So it'll be it's a tower climb, and fans can come to LaBelle Stadium Saturday morning. It'll start at eight o'clock. 
And so they got the opportunity to, to climb, to walk. There's, it's not a timed event to climb 2,071 stairs within the stadium. So that's one time around and then about another quarter. And so this is an honor of the first responders who uh, passed in, in the towers in New York City. And so we're paying tribute to them and, and to honor them. I'll, I'll be so there and I'm participating. Up, yeah, I, I was training this yes. morning for it, and there's no way I could possibly be ready for this, physically or emotionally, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll get a you'll get a T-shirt. We have a commemorative coin, and then each person that uh, climbs it will each receive a badge of a fallen uh, first responder that they'll mm. be able to carry with them. So, really cool stuff. stuff. Yeah, outstanding. We look forward to it, Jerem. I tried. Sorry, Spencer. I tried the other day to do it, Jerem, and I will just be cheering from the bottom. <laughs> I'm intimidated by it, honestly, physically and emotionally. I think it's going to be quite the event. Yeah, yeah we yeah. look forward to it. We'll document it, and we'll show you uh, what we gather with Jerem uh, in Countdown to Kickoff. David, thanks for the time, my friend. Awesome. Outstanding work. Great to see you guys. You got go. it. David Almodova from BYU Athletics, Associate uh, Athletic Director over Marketing Promotions. They do an incredible job. Okay, coming up, the special red flag BYU is running out Saturday. Plus... You want to hear a pep talk from a fired-up former NFL and BYU linebacker? Brian Keel's got you. What would he say to this Cougar team? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get ready for BYU in Utah Saturday night, 8 Eastern, as Ben Bagley and Riley Nelson get things going. Greg Rebell will take over with the call of the game on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live on a Thursday from Studio B. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. It's nice to have you with us during what we're thinking is going to be a very big week. It is either way, Spence. It is either way. Yes, emphasis on the Big 12 and, of course, the rivalry game. And who better to help us discuss both than former NFL and BYU linebacker great Brian Keel. Brian, welcome to the show it is Big 12 week. It is rivalry week. How would you describe your emotions right now? It is dreams come true week for all of us. This is a happy time. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, obviously, there's a game. I was just informed before it's actually playing Utah this Saturday, which is exciting. I'm just kidding. Uh, the Big 12 stuff expected to be tomorrow. So what's, what's kind of bigger emotionally in your mind right now? Because the Big 12 is this... Amazing thing, yet BYU is hoping to end the streak Saturday. They're, I mean, they're just different. They're both huge. Um, obviously, getting in a P5 is a long time coming. I mean, it's the thing that we've been hoping and dreaming for for 10 years now. And uh, to see that finally happen is it solves so many problems and helps us out, boosts us up, lifts our spirits, gets us excited, reinvigorates fans. There's just so many things that it does. Oh, and we've lost to our rival nine times in a row. So I'd kind of like to end that as well. So, Brian, I think we do this every year, but it's fantastic every time. What would your pregame speech to this year's 2021 BYU football team sound like before the Utah game? So I can't remember if uh, I've said this on the show before. If I have, then, you know, here it is again. But so I played on some really bad teams. And uh, one team that was bad that I played on was uh, the Rams. And uh, I played on some great teams, too. Um, I'm talking about in the NFL. 
Uh, one bad team that I played on was the Rams in 2011. We went uh, two and 14. We're the worst team in the league. And uh, the, one of the two games that we won was at home versus the Saints, who were very good at that time. Um, they had uh, just won the Super Bowl um, the two years before that, and they were really good. And they were coming to town. And anyway, our running back, Stephen Jackson, gave a speech before the game. It was the best motivational speech I've ever heard. And it absolutely lit a fire under all 53 guys in that locker room. And we went out and put a beat down on the Saints. And I really think it stemmed back to that speech. And the essence of the speech was he looked at us eye to eye and he said, as a man, there comes a certain time where you have to say enough is enough. Sick of getting beat every week. And, you know, and, and on and on and on. It, fantastic speech, passionate, fiery. That's what I would say to these guys in Provo that I'm jealous of who get to suit, suit up on Saturday night. Enough is enough. There has to come a time as a man where, where you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not putting up with this anymore. As a fan base, we're not putting up with this anymore. And they have outplayed us, not just in the nine games that they beat us, but they've outplayed us for 20 years now. In 06 and 07, we should have beat them by 30 points, and we barely won because they played better in that game than we did, even though we had a team that was way better than them. Enough is enough. I'm sick of it. I hope these kids just wake up in a fighting mood every day this week and just go put it on them on Saturday night. Amen, man. Enough is enough. And it's really interesting. Let's go! It, BYU's <laughs> playing Utah, but they're also playing history. So it's kind of a heavy burden for these guys, but yes, hopefully they can execute. There's going to be a juiced, packed Lavelle Edwards Stadium that for the first time is gathering together since 2019. For the first time is gathering under, we hope, the announcement of an acceptance to the Big 12. There's going to be so much juice Saturday. And oh, by the way, it's 9-11. And oh, by the way, we're remembering Ty Jordan and the 13 who died recently in the military, one of which from Utah. There's a lot of emotions going into so this many be- before a game how did you how did you channel those emotions to be productive because i could see where you could be burdened by the streak you could be stoked by the idea of it ending the big 12 all the things we just discussed yeah it's you know it's it's emotional game and uh, all games are awesome and they're exciting and it's different for different people um, being a utah kid a salt lake kid it was different for me. I, I went to the rivalry game almost every year in the 90s. And uh, my brother played. He was, he was on the team for five years w- with his redshirt year. And um, we had season tickets. We went to, you know, before he played. It was just, it was something you know, like I came of age. Like the, the, first, the first BYU-Utah game I remember is the first game they won in 93. The first game they had won in a long time, I mean, in 93 with the, the 50-whatever, 6, 57-yard field goal. And then they came and, and they ripped down one of our goalposts. And I was – that was 93, so I was nine years old. I remember that. I, I, I remember being pissed off that they came and tore down our goalposts. And, you know, this it's is fun. It's, it's the essence of sports, especially college sports, the rivalry, and there's just – emotions are going to be high. And for whatever reason, in the last 20 years, they have managed it better. And, you know, it's time. It's enough is enough. It's time for us to, to manage it better and, and exercise these demons. Brian Keel is with us on BYU Sports Nation. 
passionate speech about the BYU-Utah game. <laughs> Understandably, we're all excited about the Big 12, but let's stay within the matchup. Execution-wise and on the field, what does BYU have to do this year that hasn't happened in the previous nine games to flip the script? There's one thing, and it's so easy. It's, it's glaringly obvious. Protect the football. you got a football on your, your desk right there, right in the middle, front and center. That baby is the most important thing. you got to protect that. And if you look at the last 10 years, Utah's done a better job of that. We have been sloppy with the football. We spot them points, and you can't do that. You, you just can't do that in any game. You can't do it in a rivalry game. We have to be better at protecting the football. And then on the flip side, we have to be opportunistic. We have to create turnovers. If you look back, um, I think it was that, uh, was it the 2014 game um, up at Rice Eccles where we did win the turnover battle, but we didn't score off of those turnovers. Uh, 2016, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six takeaways. Or 16. That's what I meant. 16, yes. 16. That was the the two-point conversion game. Yes, we, we, we won the turnover battle, but we didn't do anything with the turnovers. So it, it's twofold. You can't just get turnovers. you got to score off of them. Utah has been absolutely excellent in that facet. And if you look at the last 10 years, why they have dominated, there's no bigger reason than that. So it's be, be careful with the ball and then be opportunistic on the other side of it. Nine defensive touchdowns in the nine-game losing trick. Six pick sixes, three scoop scores. It's just stupid. That's just insane. Yes. Avoid, insane. avoid that. Yeah. Okay. So you were at the Arizona game. We talked in the airport. It was great to catch up. Um, let's talk about yeah. what you saw against Arizona that gives you hope that BYU is going to play well against Utah, and then what you're what you didn't see that you hope is going to be way better. Yeah. So it was a great game. A lot of fans were really discouraged by the second half of that game, and I was as well, but not to the extent that fans are. Fans. Um, by and large, in lots of times, they overreact to things. And so when Arizona made a little run, I think there was a bit of an overreaction. Um, and, and the reason I say that is it was it was kind of consequential. Football is a game of momentum, and they got a huge momentum boost when their punter kicked a, one of the best punts I've ever seen that bounced and angled out at the one. And then I think we had a poor play call on second down. It's easy to, to second guess hindsight but regardless we end up with the safety so they get the two points bunch of momentum short field after the kick after safety they end up scoring a touchdown they nine points now they're back in the game they have momentum if that punter doesn't make that great play BYU wins by 20 plus and they never get that hope and that momentum and so you know the the game was really impressive to me I, I liked our play calling by and large, I liked their execution. I liked the way Hall played. I liked the way he threw the ball. He took his chances. I liked the way he was careful with the ball. I liked the way, you know, their kid, their quarterback, I don't remember his name, but he played a great game. He had a turnover. He threw it up for grabs um, in, in the red zone. You can't do that um, in the end zone, at least. You can't do that. So at any rate, the game was good. There was a lot of positives. I, I think it was a, it was a great first game. What I would like to see better, especially on defense, is is just more aggression and better angles and tackles. Uh, there were so many times where they caught the ball with tons of space. We didn't, as, a, as defenders, didn't use leverage properly and allowed them to get too much extra yardage. 
and just was soft defense. And that's what helped contribute to them getting back in the game. Against Utah, I just, man, I want to come out hot, aggressive, hit them in the mouth, give them nothing. Brian, always motivational. We love talking with you. Uh, I wish we could do it more often. In fact, I can't wait for you to come down to Big 12 country on Saturday and watch the Cougars take on the Utes, man. Big 12 country, let's go. I, I look forward to leaving Pac-12 country where I live and going into Big 12 country. Bring a cowboy hat. You'll fit in better that way. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks, good. Brian. Brian Keel with us on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, he's great. I love Brian. How about the Steven Jackson story? Oh. That's great. Enough is enough! As a man, yes. look yourself in the mirror. Let's I go. love that. Okay, coming up, a rise and shout out to some elite viewers. And what is your next big, big 12 question? If BYU's already in, what's the next question? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Station always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Our question of the day, with all reports pointing to BYU joining the Big 12 on Friday, what's the next big question pertaining to BYU and the Big 12? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Mad Eye Cosmo. How big of a raise will Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Jason Shepard get with the Big 12 money. Here's the raise. Ready? There it was. All right. Woo! Yep. yep. I'll take you to lunch. How yep. about that? And I'm coming back down. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Billy Nixon and BYU football will be running out a new flag at the start of Saturday's game. An acceptable and heartfelt showing of red yeah. as they honor the life of Ty Jordan's could be run to the Utah sideline. I love this. This is fantastic. Great move. Classy move. Our thanks to today's guests, Stuart Mandel and Brian Keel. Sorry to Dennis Spitter, ran out of time because tomorrow is the day. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Marcus Teferi. See you tomorrow on Big 12 Friday. I saw him in the stands Saturday. Awesome. Yeah. Go Cougs.